connecting, growing, and gaining opportunities together. Welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. My name is Michelle Bouchard, and I'm the Connection and Resource Specialist here at Travel Hub, and also your host for today. In our second episode, we are talking with Donnie Parrish, the CIO of Cherokee Nation Health. I sat down with Donnie at TravelNet 2019 and talked with him about winning our 2019 Industry Award and about their recent healthcare expansion. The discussion was wonderful, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And now, on to the interview. My name is Donnie Parrish. I'm the Chief Information Officer for Cherokee Nation. I've been in this role for about 10 years now, working in the Tallapah, Oklahoma location since 2004. It's been past 15 years of working in healthcare. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool, especially within tribes. That's a really great sector being a lot of rewarding it moments is. And in there. I think you'll see that with our group and, and myself. I'm a Cherokee member of the tribe. A lot of our, you're seeing your family, your friends, to close-knit community, even though we're pretty large and dispersed all over the place, you realize that you're taking care of family. Right. So we are actually here right now at the TravelNet conference in Nashville, and you and your group just won uh, one of our industry awards for your work with bringing IT structure to the expansion of your Cherokee Health Facility. Well, first, you know, really honored to win this award and proud of the team that I work with. A lot of dedicated people come to work every day, put in the time to overcome a lot of the things that we have to overcome. We do more with less. I think all of Native American, whatever you know, industry it is typically we do more with less than mm-hmm. maybe private sector does. But, you know, this project has been about 10 years in the making, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was a partnership, a joint venture with Indian Health Service of how it's funded. For our group, in 2009, we had about nine staff members. Currently, we're at 55. Holy cow, that's quite yeah. an increase. Yeah, yeah, You'd yeah. have to, though, for this you, project you of the size. You have to, right, yeah. yeah. You know, we're supporting well over 3,000 end users, staff yeah. members, and it's diverse. You know, healthcare is probably the most complex technology that you have to support. I think it's a struggle for anybody outside of healthcare to come in and see those things sometimes. You know, there's commonality, of course, but everything from emergency room to the medical devices that are in use at home now with the Internet of Things, it takes a special person to work in this field of health information technology or health IT. We have a diverse group, about half clinical, half non-clinical. We have a chief medical information officer. So we have a physician, we have multiple nurses, we have a pharmacist, we have people with radiology background to go along with our technical savvy folks as well. What did you have before you expanded? You had a health facility. Yeah. So, so before, and, and, you know, it was kind of great. It was learning to do this. This was a massive project. It was two and a half years of planning after 10 years of talking and thinking about it. But leading up to this over the past decade under Cherokee Nation leadership, Chief Baker, really putting money and investing into healthcare. So we have built four or five clinics up to this point. So there are about 10 clinics that we support. And when we say ambulatory clinic, they're over 100,000 square feet. They're not small shot. They're very large. And what we do at our clinic is diverse again of you have pharmacy on site, you have radiology on site. You don't go to the doctor and then send you out to a lab. It's right there. So you get a turnkey experience of walking in, getting everything done in one day. Over the past decade, our team's worked on all of these construction events. And again, you know, 100,000 square foot clinic versus almost 500,000, what we did. We learned a lot on how to do this, on how to plan and, and all the things that go into it. Even though it was massive, 
we were really confident walking into this. What was the biggest challenge you faced during the project? Biggest challenge is the way things come and go. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that could be leaders and leadership changes. And with leadership changes, sometimes if it's a floor nurse, a department head manager, maybe they wanted something over here and now it's over here. You wouldn't think, but a, a vendor going bankrupt, right? Mm -hmm. the, oh, product, yeah. the product mix changes and technology changes so quickly. We're not talking every 18 months, talking every six months. So when you're doing these multi-year planning, what you planned for in you know, two and a half years ago, that product's not even around anymore. So keeping up with your contracting and your purchasing, the numbers, that was very difficult. We had to be very agile in how we understood that this was not just a cut and dry step one to step 10. Sometimes there was a 1A, 1B. And <laughs> yeah. we, we had to be flexible and move. Obviously, you try your hardest to keep things aligned and standards. But you you got to understand there's going to be some changes. Yeah, and you have to be flexible. Oh, yeah. What was the most significant moment during this expansion project? Well, I think for being a member of the Cherokee Nation and being involved in this for as long as I have, the day that we were announced that we were going to be part of the joint venture, that we were awarded the joint venture, it was amazing to see it's a 30-year investment. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but you mm -hmm. know, it's it's a significant funded investment for this building and all the new services. So you just go, wow. Then the first day when we opened, seeing your elders' faces when they walk in, seeing kids, just seeing patients and how big their eyes were. One, it's a magnificent facility. It's amazing. It's beautiful. The services that we're providing now, we have an MRI machine before. That's um, huge. Yeah. I've been on a wait list to get an MRI. We had to get it done outside. You know, those are just some of the things that it makes you proud to be able to do. Now with the new facility, do you have to be only a Cherokee Nation member? Can you be a member from another tribe? And yeah. come to your facility? Native American. And, you know, of course, there's different laws and taller mm -hmm. things where anybody can be seen there in an emergency. Yeah. You know, it is geared towards Cherokee citizens. We want mm -hmm. to take care of, but we take care of any Native American. That if you were talking to another CIO from a tribe who is looking to expand their health services or their health care facilities, what three things would you tell them? Hey, this is what I learned from this project. If I had to do it again, yeah. this is what I would do. <laughs> this is what I would do differently, or yeah. what would you say? Be very kind to your team. <laughs> Number one, be very kind to your team because there's going to be some ups and downs and you got to keep them going. You got to keep them motivated going forward. There's going to be rough moments. People are going to get frustrated. You have different personality types. Any group, it, it doesn't matter if it's a football game or, or, you know, you have different personality types and how you mm -hmm. keep people motivated it is a challenge. You know, that's the first thing I would say is you just got to stay positive. And keep that motivation of your team because those down moments are tough and they're frustrating, especially mm -hmm. for somebody that maybe is very analytical and this is cut and dry. Why are we changing? Again, yeah, things, change. things change. So you got to be motivated. You got to be positive and you got to be able to make those changes to project management. So project management is usually very sturdy, very cut and dry. Get some project managers. They're going to be your lifesavers on this because if your team typically if you're a 20 year vet of the IT industry, you've probably self project managed plenty of things and you think you can handle this. You can't. So get your project management team, if it's staff, if it's outsourced, whatever it is, and make sure that they're a part of this from day one. And then the last thing is make sure that you have a good relationship with your leadership. For us, health is a component of the Cherokee Nation government, which is led by our, our chief. Chuck Hoskins Jr. So, you know, having a great relationship with your leadership from the top to 
floor nurse and them trusting you and knowing that okay, these are tense situations. We know you guys are going to come through and working together on that. I think those are the three things that I focused my entire time on well outside of techie stuff, which, you know, that should be what we're rock solid at anyway. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, none of these are necessarily IT related. Right. You know, they're not techie, <laughs> but they are such a big component of being able to have a successful expansion. Talking IT, this is a huge upgrade. So talk to me a little bit about how did you go and even start the process of like bidding and, you know, what did you need and where did you start? So our leadership identified that this is going to be a tough thing to do, not just for IT, but for facilities, for anything, yeah. any purchasing. And we did bring in a third party to assist mm-hmm. in the bidding processes. For us, we have standards, be it what type of computer we use, laptop, carts on computer on wheel, cow. So you pretty much know what you're going to use. Now it's just quantities. And then the waves of implementation didn't open the entire building Day. There's actually still some construction going on. So you're phasing in these waves of opening. It's a multi-story building, so you may be on the west end of the building on the third floor. And so you have all these different things that go into it. In that group, that third party helped keep, you know, the, some project management was in there, mm-hmm. but they helped with the bidding process. And okay. again, kind of like what we said earlier, how things change is probably mm-hmm. the toughest thing in IT is how quickly software goes out of date. Windows 7 is no longer supported, those kind of things. And trying to, with healthcare software, it's not always bleeding edge. So there were plenty of things that weren't supported in the new model because it's legacy and it's the only way it runs. So you, you got to make those accommodations. Now, talk to me a little bit about how, I mean, with, when you're dealing with, I mean, with any kind of data, is, it's security. Well, I, I think right now, especially in healthcare across the United States, you're seeing a digital transformation, kind of a buzzwordy term that's thrown out there. Basically, to me, it's just people's paying more attention. Healthcare records are being stolen, breached, hacked, whatever term you want to use. On a daily basis, we're attacked by both outside actors, different countries, and that health information is highly valuable. So yeah, you, we put an emphasis on not just security, but privacy. That's a big point in healthcare. It's Again, the security piece of it is the technical and privacy is more your compliance side, but it's very important. There's 370,000 Cherokees. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, you know, it's a large number in our world, Native American, but that's not a large number in the United States. And that data, that information is very important, how it can be used for and against. So we, we do our utmost to protect it and keep it private as possible. And, and there's also a change kind of in the wind with 21st Century Cures Act that's came out about interoperability. It's about sharing data and making data more available to patients. And there's a big consumerism push in healthcare right now that's tough on how do I give you your medical records the way you want in a cost-effective manner that's not going to run my business. All those things make it tough. But we did make a significant investment into physical security and normal IT security. Upgraded a lot of our systems that you had to do. We're really proud that we put the effort that went into it. Do you offer a telemedicine? We do. Is that something to you? We okay. do. Yeah, was, we've had telepsychiatry for many years and we've done teleconsulting. Teleconsult basically, say like an infectious disease physician. Okay. We actually have one, a world-renowned physician that works with us, Dr. Mera, that has been working on a project to help cure hep C. And we've actually eradicated hep C on multiple citizens in the Cherokee Nation. I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but he's cured hep C. And there's a drug that, that goes into doing this. He does where he can consult to other physicians, be it in our own clinics or 
I know we've worked with other doctors in Oklahoma. They'll ask him questions and things like that. So teleconsulting is big. We've had telemedicine in our emergency room. The telepsychiatry tends to be probably the most used at this point, but telestroke is also mm-hmm. another one where you have a cardiologist that may be sitting in, let's say, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you have somebody in the emergency room with all the signs of a stroke and being able to roll that card in and use the video. And I've been a huge telemedicine, telehealth proponent for years. My big struggle has always been on the governance side of this. So in healthcare, it's hard to provide a services if it doesn't pay. And telemedicine has not been supported very well on the payment side. You're seeing a lot of that change in the United States. I know Alaska has been using telemedicine for Gosh, I'll, I don't Here's know how probably. long. And, and I remember when I first started working for Indian Health, they were talking about in the late 60s, Indian Health was actually using telemedicine on some of the reservations in conjunction with NASA. So, and we have to, just in the rural yeah. places we live in, right? There's, That's Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's a real thing. Right. So we have a lot of different unique, and, and you're going to see more video. We're looking yeah. at doing video visits right mm-hmm. now, virtual care. And again, I think we mentioned Internet of Things, devices that are being taken home be it a blood pressure cuff, glucose yeah. monitors. There's a lot of that going on right now. I'm excited to see how this transforms. That's very, very cool. Tell me a little bit about the so Oklahoma State University Medical School is going to be have an office at your facility. Yeah. And this is one of the first times a state university and a tribal health facility have come together. Yeah, it's my correct? understanding. We will be the okay. first tribal medical school in the United States. That's amazing. Um, OSU has a great program and they're doing it right now. They're they're probably more than halfway done building their facility. I can't probably around 30 students mm-hmm. the first year. And there's a deficit in healthcare in the United States on both nurses and physicians. And this is one of the, you know, we had a plan going into this on, we're already kind of at odds by having to recruit in these rural areas. So let's just make our own. And we've had this partnership with OSU for years. We partner with some other universities as well, Northeastern mm-hmm. State University for optometry and some for dental and things like that. So this is an amazing moment for the Cherokee Nation and to bring this in is going to be pretty cool. That's great. That's so exciting. I have not been to TribalNet in a few years, I okay. have to say. I used to be an advisory board member years ago. Mm-hmm. And always loved it. Just kind of competed some other things mm-hmm. going on the fall. My, my son was a senior this year and it's football season, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's always tough to do these. But, you know, one, this was a great place to pick. And you guys are doing wonderful. I just see that many faces in there this morning was just amazing. And I, I'm happy and proud to be a part of it still and how much has changed. It's great. You guys have done a wonderful job. That's great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Glad to well, have you here. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Donnie Parrish of the Cherokee Tribe. Join us again in two weeks for another edition of our Tribal Hub podcast. In the meantime, learn more about us at tribalhub.com or look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We'll see you soon.